Welcome back to another episode of Faith of the Fathers podcast, where scripture matters and history is the Lord's. Joined here today with Jordan, my good friend and uh, resident history buff. Oh, yeah. Nothing better to do than read a history book. Oh, man. Amen to that. And the greatest history book is the scripture, so you can't lose. Absolutely. I mean, I tell you, if, if anyone wants to, wants to get into history, I'll tell them, read the Bible first and then the sky's the limit. You want to learn about other things. True that. True that. All right. So uh, today, shooting from the hip, we're going to talk about our favorite pastors in the world. These are men of God, fear the Lord. These are men like Kenneth Copeland. These are men like uh, Joel Osteen, you know, Todd White. Todd Bentley. Todd Bentley. The Todds, man, they're, they're great guys. John Hagee. All right, but seriously, we're going to talk about the Word of Faith movement and uh, talk about these uh, people with the gift of healing uh, for a cost. Yeah. Uh, Robert Tilton. I was being facetious when I was saying that they're our favorite. I actually (laughs) don't really care for this movement. They're Uh, they're pretty fun to rag on because they're just so corny and, oh, man. Yeah, There's, there's so much to talk about, but I think... A good place to start would be this interview I saw of Kenneth Copeland uh-huh. from this uh, this news anchor. Inside Edition, I think it was. Was it? She and she's questioning him about his new private jet. His second one. Yeah. And she's like, why do you need two jets? And he gets so mad and so angry it was he gets the like the the look in his eyes gets positively demonic yeah like he changes personalities in two seconds what what was that a demon from the uh the talmud um starts with an m metatron metatron azazel all these definitely look like metatron entered those eyes yeah it was scary and you know he he thinks he's he's one of the most delusional of the faith healer slash uh, charismatic teachers, um, and a regular person can just you know a, a, a decent Christian you know you don't have to be some super saint, but a serious Christian can tell there's definitely something wrong here. Yeah, hundred percent. Ooh, well, so I have some friends that are. They lean charismatic, and they respect these guys. They look up to them. Oh, man. Um, you know, I still I think they're believers and yeah. good people. But yeah. um, I think we need to examine these people and of look at their motive. Um, and I think we can see a lot of similarities to a charlatan or yes. uh, someone who is, is trying to pull the wool over someone's eyes. Yeah. Uh, for example, I think it was... Benny Hinn. Oh, the first. Um, I think he was selling prayer cloths. Uh huh. I remember and, that one. And you would sell these for a price, and people would get these in the mail. It's supposed and, to heal people. Yeah, it's supposed to heal them. They paid, you know, nineteen ninety nine or something. You know, some TV ad for a napkin. Yeah, and apparently it's been blessed by him, and it's going to heal you. Uh, you just have to to buy this and have enough faith. So, Yes, and from that would come the seed faith movement. Um, but I don't want to talk about that yet because 
Uh, that's an interesting, an, yeah. an entirely interesting line in itself. Well, so I think if there's any passage that's going to be sort of like their ammunition, something from the Bible that they can use to yeah. justify their practices. Yeah. I think it'd be uh, James uh, yes. chapter yes. 5. And so we'll just go ahead and read verse 13 uh, through 18. It says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain for three years and six months. It did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. Um, so the key verse there that I want to focus on is the prayer of faith will save the sick. And I think that's what yes. they focus on. Yes, and, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. You don't have to be... Benny Hinn, you don't have to be Robert Tilton. You can be a fellow Christian. You can be a pastor. You can be a deacon. Uh, if depending on what kind of church you you go to, you can have a monk or a bishop or a nun or what have you. But if you're a believer, the Lord gives the believer the authority to do this, to pray for people, and that's how we do it. We pray for the people. And then we anoint them. And then we let God do the rest. We don't make a show. Because mm. there's so much show in this country. American mainstream show Christianity is going to find all sorts of celebrities and fake faith healers. Um, yeah. I remember the example of Todd Bentley who got in a lot of trouble not only with the IRS and the FBI, but he, uh, the Lord told him one day to heal this, this old lady. Uh, he said, the Lord told me to heal this old lady by kicking her in the face with my boot. And he said, so I kicked her directly in the face with my boot and she fell down on the ground. Uh, and if my memory was serves me, she was unconscious. Mm. And the man, and that right there will tell you, the man is a flipping psycho. Um, and people need to be weary of the prosperity teachers, or should I say the word of faith preachers, because there's always a plant in the audience. There's always a guy who comes up on a wheelchair and now he can walk. He could, he could walk at the beginning. There's 50, you know, 5, 10, 15,000 people in some of these arenas they get a guy, put him in a wheelchair, and pretend to heal him. Yeah. I actually was at this uh, this church one time. Um, I think it was called Heart of the Father Ministries. It was oh, in Lakeland. Dear. Yeah, that's and oh, gosh, they're we, weird. We got invited by a friend, and we're sitting there in this service. You know, it was okay. Um, uh -huh. They were singing, you know, normal praise and worship uh, music. Uh -huh. Then they had some sort of 
a message. I don't remember what it was, but I don't think it was too crazy. Yeah. But then at the end, you know, it gets super weird. Whoa. Then this this guy who just gave the message, now he's talking. He's like, does anyone in here have lower back pain? And <laughs> I'm pretty sure that... <laughs> 80% of everyone in there had lower back pain. That's a classic faith healer <laughs> technique. But they, they use these general mm-hmm. ailments. Non-specific illness. Yep. And um, they still do they it. Just, they just, they cast it out. And, you know, there, there could be someone who went in there with back pain and then at the end left with none. Yeah. But it's, it's not conclusive that it was the power... Uh, of the Lord through the teacher. This is just yeah. some sort of some a gimmick. And it's not that the Lord doesn't work miracles. He still does. He still answers prayers. But the thing is, he's not going to exalt a person who asked for healing, who asks for healings, who might even have a ministry that says we pray. Our ministry is that we we pray for, for healings for people. We come to the hospitals or whatever and we pray for healing we ask god to heal not us why because the gift of healing is extraordinarily rare why because it is so easy to produce pride in the person who does it Uh so there are healers real healers But, but they're not they're not tooting their own horn. Most of them are in foreign countries, in places where Christ has never been preached, and people need to see miracles. And so the, I firmly believe that. But these these stage guys uh, are just one hundred percent. Yeah, backwards. Uh, here's another example they all point to. They they point to the Apostle Peter uh, in the Book of Acts when uh-huh. he would pass by people and his shadow would touch them and they'd be healed and they think that that there's some sort of gift of of healing that is still going around today like it is it is an anointing that you can aspire to to get like some sort of upper upper echelon of christianity like you're like you're superior yeah and vadi balcom great teacher yeah both both big fans yeah he said The time of the apostles is over. There are no new apostles. Why? Because there's no New Testament. We have the New Testament and there's no testaments after that. Right. So there's not going to be any major events outside of the New Testament. And of course, Revelation, which is the times we're living in right now. There won't be any new books added. And so these people that these any any person. Any person, and I warn all Christians as any person that says before their name, Apostle, you turn away from that church. If you see a church that says, Apostle, this man or woman, leave. And if the pastor is a woman, leave. Um, because some of these guys call themselves apostles. And again, they do these non-specific healings. They have someone planted. They do uh, false signs and miracles. Like uh, one of these Spanish pastors I watched on the Spanish Christian channel, um, he said, I'm going to manifest gold and it's going to rain upon the people. And they caught two of the deacons getting gold glitter and throwing it into the air duct that went into the sanctuary. And people thought it was a miracle. Afterwards, they found out 
and he's been largely avoided since his false Good. miracle. Yeah. We mentioned uh, Todd White, and he, this was one of my first experiences with this movement. He's the one with the dreads, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And I remember watching this guy miraculously grow someone's leg. I remember that in the 90s. They used to do that. I'm like, why? I know my grandma wears two different thickness shoes because her leg's shorter than the other, but yeah. this cannot be this big epidemic problem that they're making this out to be. Oh, no. I'm like, what in the world? And so, like, you watch this, and, you know, he's he has this trick where he, like, pulls the leg out, and it's yeah. super weird. You yeah. don't find miracles like this in the Bible. No, you don't. No, not at all. It's just very strange. It's very strange. And the spirit you feel about it is strange. We had a lady who claimed to be some sort of prophetess come to our, one, of, uh, one of our churches back before I was a solid Christian. I consider myself a sinful wretch, but I can also consider myself a solid Christian. And she did a thing in the main service. And then she came to the youth service and said, who wants their leg to grow? And I'm like, what? Why would I want my leg to grow? What is that going to do for me? It's going to make me uneven. I'm not going to I'm gonna be walking with a stick. So little me being super, I was, I've always been a critical thinker since I was a kid. So I was like seven or eight. And I, I won't mention the lady's name. She's she's she has since gotten away from this, but the leg thing. And she's like rubbing my knee and my calf, and she's like, "Do you feel it?" I'm like, "Uh, maybe." <laughs> and she's like, "No, do you feel it in the calf?" I'm like, "Uh, I guess." And she said, "Stand up." And I was like, "She said, do you feel taller?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> She was like, but, but, but your leg, your leg grew. I was like, no, I didn't. And I'm a little boy. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't feel anything. I, yeah. was, I was really looking though. I was in my brain. I'm like, can I, is there anything? You can, no, 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 it's not there. Like, I would like to play basketball. Grow, grow. <laughs> I, I would like to be taller. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, it, it's crazy. There's, there's so much of this. That's going around, and it's not limited to these TV preachers. No, it's not. Um, so I, I want to make sure that's clear. Yeah. Um, we use them as examples because they are like the most extreme cases of this. Um, you know, but there, this is going around. It's in uh, the music industry. I know. Um, I think it was Hillsong. It was either Hillsong or Bethel that had a movement that they started that was uh, called Raise Olive. I don't know if you've heard of that. It was no. this little girl that died, oh, and they were yeah. trying to raise her from the dead. I remember that by prayer. And, and they, didn't I mean, they ask for like hundreds of thousands of dollars? To I don't it? remember if there was like donations they were asking uh -huh. for, but it was definitely an emotional roller coaster for this girl's family. They're oh, like, gosh. "We're promised that you know our daughter is going to be raised from the dead. We have faith, but yet God did not answer that prayer." And so they're they're left with you know this thought, well maybe I didn't have enough faith. Yeah. Oh and yeah. And that's always what, what these rebound, people. Yeah, it rebounds to that. Yeah, they they twist it to that because they don't want to be called out on uh, their their false teachings. No. They want to twist it around on you and make you feel like you're the one who missed out. I have no respect for Hillsong. 
I call them hell song. Actually, that's what we called them in Bible college, hell song, uh, because of their like Babylon bees, Christianity light video. Like, uh, I want my, <laughs> I, I can have my sin and my Christianity too. And, um, yeah, I seem to remember something about that. That was a big deal. That is a big deal. That's, that's super crazy. Um, and at best, if we if we're gonna give them the benefit of the doubt on this, at best, this is just misappropriation of scripture. Yes, yes. Because but I, I feel like there may be more behind this. I feel like it may be uh, bad intentions. Even. Oh yeah, yeah. There is. In fact, you might find this funny and novel. I thought it was until I found out. A lot of these high, high echelon faith healers actually are funded by federal agencies uh, like the NSA and the CIA to test. That's crazy. To test mass hysteria on on uh, large bodies of people hmm. when there's lots and lots of lots of people in a in a uh, in like a big sanctuary and. Uh, I think John Hagee's one of them, uh, and he's also a complete charlatan. But uh, some of these guys are on the payroll of federal agencies for using uh, mind control tactics over their their uh, congregations. Wow, that's that's crazy. I'd I'd like to look more into that. That's power very of, interesting. Power of suggestion, the elevation of emotion within a crowd by using certain movements of the hands and the voice um i mean and you can use it for good too yeah so there's you know there's there's good preachers you know like uh, i think like greg laurie and he can move a crowd but he's not doing it for some sort of sick motive to test things out he just loves people yeah but uh, yeah there's Speech is is very moving, and it it can make people go against their lifelong held convictions. Oh yeah, um, because there's something about a thrilling speech that can can work us up. Yeah. Um, wow, that's I mean, crazy. It, it, I mean, if you look. And I hate to use this example, but it's a good one. If you look at the speeches of Adolf Hitler, um, he would always identify first and foremost with people. And then he'd slowly inject these strange ideals until mm. he became uh, sole Fuhrer of Germany. Before that, I've read, I've read these some of these speeches... And they're very down to earth, and they're very, they're very much about people, and very much about bringing prosperity to Germany, um, which he did. But once he became Chancellor, Reich Chancellor, or the high, great high leader of Germany, he just wanted to evade everything and kill, hmm. kill, kill, and kill everything and evade everything. So that's what that's what a powerful speaker can do. They can rally yeah. a nation to do things that are unimaginable. Yeah, and so when you focus that in on the church, yeah, you could almost 
throw the Bible out <laughs> and insert one of these guys. And a lot of times they do. Oh yeah. They don't um, bring their Bibles to church and they don't teach from the Bible. There, there. Some of these guys, your Joel Osteen's, a couple other guys, they'll say a verse. Yeah. And that's it. There's no exposition. No ex, no expose of mm. the scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, which ultimately, that's probably one of the most scary things you can ever think about for a church to happen is when you throw the Bible out, mm. and you only reference it when you have to prove a point. Danger. That is the worst. If your pastor's doing that. Or if you, the church, if you're visiting, or if you're going to this church, and the Bible isn't out, and it's not topical or expositional, get out of there. Yeah. Well, I guess we talked enough about the the bad guys, uh, the the false movement of, of faith and healing. Mm-hmm. But let's let's talk about um, those authentic instances where oh, yeah. people are healed. You know, the gospel is presented. Uh, and Jesus is is lifted up and not. People. I have a, I mean, I have a miracle right off the bat. My dad, we had a couple in our church, mm-hmm. sweet people, and they said they cannot have a baby. It's not biologically possible. Mm. And we prayed for them for three years, and then the woman got pregnant, and they were like, "How is this happening?" Her womb wasn't supposed to work properly. Mm-hmm. The baby was born, and it was an answer to prayer. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and one other instance, I think of the healings of Gregory Thaumaturgus in the early centuries of the church. Thaumaturgy is a, a Greek word for healing, a healing a man who has been given healing healing powers, but he didn't toot his own horn. People just wrote about him. Mm-hmm. He did many healings too. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think one that comes to my mind is um, we were an, an independent fundamental Baptist church, and this is not like a, <laughs> that's not like a healing group. Like it, <laughs> there's, If there's any group of churches that uh, are most... Uh, leery about healings it would Mm -hmm. probably be that group of churches (laughs) and so i know we believe the bible oh and yeah we're gonna do what the bible says and we turn to james chapter five and we had this lady in our church who had cancer (laughs) she had uh breast cancer to be more specific oh man and um we Decided we were going to bring her before the church. We are going to anoint her with oil. And we are going to pray. Amen. Because that's all we could do. Amen. And uh, she came before the church. Uh, the elders laid hands first. And then um, the congregation around them. And we prayed. And she was healed from that. Amazing. At, at the next doctor's visit, the cancer was gone. Amazing. And God healed. And she... Uh, she lived for, I think it was another 10 to 15 years after that. And then, uh, she got cancer again and, and passed away, but the Lord healed in that instance. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, then, it wasn't the timing. If it's the timing, you're going to go and that's it. Yeah. Absolutely. But we can always ask the Lord, you know, Hey, is it your timing? Could you heal this person? And, uh, yeah. 
I think I think a lot of people miss that key word there in James. It's let us pray for them. Yes. And prayer doesn't mean you're just talking to God about this or you know or that you're gonna ask and it's it's gonna be answered. It means that you're just going to ask. Mm-hmm. And you can ask repetitively, you can ask as many times as you want. Yep. And God is either going to answer with yes or he's gonna answer with wait. Yep. Either way, healing will come in, in due time, whether it's in heaven or whether it's on earth. Uh, his answer is, is yes. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's wait. Uh, or sometimes it's you're not going to see this healing till the other side. But it's also too, it's also reassuring to know that the in the ultimacy of our lifetime, we will be able to look back and say, this is totally how God ordained my life. We will see every choice, everything, and we'll look back, you know, 60s, 70s, and we'll see, oh my gosh, that was all planned by God. Mm. I couldn't have made a better plan because you have hindsight now. You have, you know, 40, 50 years of hindsight, and you're able to look back and say, oh my gosh, God saved me from that. God saved me from this. God gave me this. God gave me that. He blessed me with this. He blessed me with that. And, you know, and, and, yeah. and, 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 and and you know it's not and it's not just with healings it's just even with requests i don't want to get off topic but i just want to slip this in here you know it's just with requests like um i'm i've been single for almost 10 years i've dated you know uh five or six girls but uh none of that worked out i almost married one and it almost killed me um the lord brought me out but uh, his message to me has been to wait. And so, you know, here I am, 35, still waiting. But yeah. uh, I know there's a reason. Yeah. There has to be a reason. There's always a reason above. Yeah. Because if, if, if there's not a reason, then we can't, then we, then we lack faith. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that. We yeah, can't, for we sure. We can't lack faith. For sure. I guess we can, uh, can wrap it up. I'll give... Uh, one more uh, case about answered prayer, um, which was a super cool time in my life. Um, it was when we were looking for a house and uh, we were told that we weren't able to renew our lease uh, where we were staying. And I had zero dollars in savings. Uh, we had Caleb was already born. That's our mm-hmm. oldest son. And then, our daughter Addison was on the way. And so we are frantic. We don't know what to do. Uh, we turn to God in faith and we're praying and we know God's going to answer and he's going to provide for us because that's a basic necessity. Yeah. Housing is, is necessity. That's right. It's considered um, raiment. You can, yeah. cause it's an extension of, of with, with raiment and food be there. You can sure. it. So it's raiment. Yeah. So zero in the bank account and we start this process. We're looking for houses in faith. And at the end of this process, we find a house and everything. God has given us $10,000 towards uh, our closing costs and everything like that. And then at the end of our closing, we were given back $3,000 for some repairs on the house. And so God just completely answered those prayers and worked and moved because we started out with nothing and he's the one who 
gave us everything, gave us everything that we had. And so uh, I think that's important to remember as we're, we approach this conversation. God's a big God and he can do whatever he wants. That's right. And uh, we, all we can do is, is pray, <laughs> pray and ask. And to the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by God. Absolutely. So if you if you're serious with the Lord, he's going to. He's going to cut the weeds and cut down the grass, and he's going to make a path for you at each step. 100%. That's a, that's a total miracle. I mean, especially today with our inflated money, and money ain't easy to get no more, man. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago when I was at Publix, money, you could get money, gas was cheap, food was affordable, I could, you know, and I had extra money even after my bills. I was paying... 250 a week in rent and i was had my electricity everything and a little bit left over now i ain't got nothing left over i might get 20 dollars left <laughs> inflation is crazy <laughs> so, yeah and i think i think we're being called to be a people of faith rather than you know people that can make it on their own well we gotta wrap it up anyway right. so yeah. that is a good uh place to yeah exit out Uh, So we'll catch you next time on Faith of the Fathers podcast.